Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Dallas Cowboys, here I come. (laughs) Jerry Jones, we're starting from scratch in Dallas. I really like Dak. I'll coach the defense here. Because I'm going to be sacked. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. I think it'll be interesting to watch what happens with Mike Zimmer, the Vikings head coach. And I do not think necessarily that it would be a situation where the Vikings would want to move on. But Mike Zimmer is a coach that Jerry Jones thinks very highly of. And we've seen in the past teams be able to work out deals where maybe you, you go ahead and make a trade, trade a pick, get the coach out of his contract. So I would look out for that if the Vikings were to lose to the Saints on Sunday, which I think a lot of people expect. Ooh, that was uh, Rami and I were watching Get Up at the same time this morning. Yeah, Dan we Graziano came in with a Graz bomb. A Graz bomb? A is Graz that a thing? Bomb. Is that what we're calling That's it? That's right. That's the hat trick. Of, oh. A Graznade. That's that the hat trick, right? Because we, we had Ian Rapport on Saturday, Florio like Sunday or Monday. Gary then, Kubiak, if health reasons would allow him to come back and be a full-time head coach, that's a name I've heard. And also Mike Zimmer, oh. former Cowboys defensive coordinator who has been the Vikings head coach for six years now. He's got a contract that runs through 2020. And, and it'd be good for Zimmer if something comes of that because... It would force the Vikings to make a decision. Right. You don't want to go into your lame duck season in Minnesota. And if there's an iron that's hot in Dallas, let's strike now. And if the Cowboys are interested, maybe they give the Vikings a draft pick and the Vikings move on. I have no idea that the Vikings would want to or that they should want to or where they would go from here. But they're at a decision point. If Gary Kubiak gets this job, reckless speculation. After my prediction and write that down expired that he would be the head coach before the end of 2020 or before the end of 2019. Nice. Sorry. That's going to hurt. I can't way, wait till that, that controversy. Good segue because we have tallied up almost all of the final 2019 what do you write mean, that down predictions. All? Well, there's still some that like NFL season predictions that like if you predicted a team to go to the Super Bowl, that counts in the 2019 predictions. Sure. Uh, but we have major controversy at five o'clock today. Major controversy. Major controversy. I'm the, this will be the biggest. Most controversial, write that down, in the history of the segment. Ever. The six-year history of the segment. Wow. At 5 o'clock today. Our friendship's going to be lost? It. Our friendship's going to be lost? Our voice is going to be raised? Our, Our people is going to flare? Are people going to storm out? All of those things. Am I going to quit? Can we stream this? We, yeah, we can. I think we might need we to. We should have to. I mean, if it's... I think if people we'll might get really mad, a, let's stream it. If, if, you're not, if you're not overselling, I think we yeah. have to stream it. Hey, real quick, before we dive too deep into the show, I just wanted to... Uh, and we move on. There's been a lot of... Well, it's just... There's been a lot of speculation. 
Mm-hmm. Reckless speculation? No, just a lot of speculation. Oh, okay. I just have a statement that I'd like to open the show with, if oh. that's okay with you guys. Yeah, okay. sure, go ahead. I just want to say that we value Rami's leadership and contributions here at Score North, and we have every intent of Rami Makloff continuing as the host of Score North Live and the co-host of Mackie and Jeb with Rami next year and beyond. Well, guys, it's been nice working with you. So I just want to start the show with that. <laughs> I didn't know there was rumors of trading you to Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you never, you shouldn't pay more attention, Jonathan Harrison. What are we getting in return? Reckless speculation. So I want to start the show with that statement. Just Thank you. I appreciate the vote of confidence, Phil. Last week, which is of course, which that. of course, did you just is the death alluded death, to? Right. Is it for exactly? You? That's it. Enjoy yeah. Milwaukee. <laughs> Enjoy being back in Milwaukee. Hopefully, you can uh, <laughs> kick the renters out of your house. There. <laughs> well, this is the statement that came out an hour ago from Vikings owner Mark Wilf on Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. We value Mike and Rick's leadership, and we have every intent of Mike continuing as the head coach of the Vikings and Rick leading our football operations next year and beyond. End quote. I think there's only two reasons why you would send that statement out to the public. What, what are we, 48 hours? Less than 48 hours before the biggest game of the season? Yeah. I think there's uh, there's two main reasons you would send that statement out. You guys tell me. I, I don't know if there's a third. If there's a third, you tell me. Number one would be you genuinely think... Releasing that statement will put Mike Zimmer and the players and the coaches at ease heading into the playoffs. Just like, oh, there's all this buzz, and I just want to put them at ease going into, which, by the way, like all you're doing is adding to the noise and speculation. Right. So When has that ever worked? When has the vote of confidence ever put anybody at ease? Yeah. Oh, whew, good, good thing they said that. It's Thankfully, nice. when, when they there, released that to the When media. has there ever been a vote of confidence that quieted down chatter? And didn't, it just, only and didn't it. just throw another log on the fire. Correct. It it always heightens it. It only adds to it. But. Which leads to the second reason why you would send this out. And this is the reason, I think, that makes the most strategic sense. You're sending a message to... This might, this might as well have said, to Jerry Jones, owner of Dallas Cowboys. If you want Mike Zimmer, we're not you. just going to give him to you. Right. That would be the main reason to send this statement out. What do you guys think? Is there a third reason? Here, no, here's what I think. Welcome back, Vikings. Thank God, I you be, you had become bored. You know, you moved from mundane. Eden Prairie, from the frat house of Winter Park, the great frat house to TCO Performance Center. You had become boring. You were wearing suits. You got your hair cut. You got your facial hair trimmed. You were adults <laughs> now, and you know what? You were boring. This is my Vikings. This is my team. This is the team I can get my arm to 48 hours before a playoff game. And you're doing this. And Ziggy Wilf is showing up at practice. I'm so happy. I'm so glad to have you back. The prodigal son has returned home. Thank you. They can't just go quietly into the playoffs, no, right? They no, right? It's that got, couldn't happen. There has to be rumors of Mike Zimmer to Dallas and ownership statements. Didn't you miss it? Oh, by the way, two starting cornerbacks out, which we'll get to going into this game. But oh, I'm so happy. Yeah, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I don't, like like you said, those are the only two things that it could be. What you just said right there, or they're just so dysfunctional that they, or maybe they just mean it. Maybe they just mean it. Maybe they felt a need. And maybe they're just so misguided in thinking that they would put out the fire by putting this out there, and they mean what they just said. Is that but, is that a ridiculous conclusion to jump to? But let's okay, let's go down that path. All right, if they mean it, all right. Yeah. If, if you are Mark and Ziggy Wolf, and you love Mike Zimmer, which they do, by the way, they're all they're New Jersey guys, like they they're Bill Parcells guys, and Mike Zimmer's a Bill Parcells guy, and that's part of the reason why they hired him or why they 
had Rick Spielman you know, look at him. So if they really, truly love and believe in Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer, does that mean that the result on Sunday means nothing? Doesn't that, matter. That it affects their judgment on this I mean, if zero? That, if that statement is true, if they're sincere in what they're saying, yeah, what happens Sunday does not determine their job, their, their, their job security. I think this statement makes the, makes the puzzle very clear right now. You've had three independent national reporters, right? Three of them. And these are not guys, Rappaport and Graziano don't just sit down and like, what can I make up? Get steam, get really good steam on, on this, which means the phone calls have been probably going on for a month now between Jerry Jones and the Vikings on Mike, right? Mike is signed through 2020. That's nothing. So my guess is that right now, and, and also this explains why the Garrett thing moved so slowly because they don't care. They just want like, to string along like they're a not bit. gonna they're not gonna talk to McCarthy or something. They just don't care. So they're trying to get Mike out from here. My guess is that they've stale made it on those talks as to what the compensation is going to be. And today's statement is as frontal publicly as you can possibly be to say, oh no, it's going to be a lot more than so. So let's say the Cowboys are saying fourth round pick, and the Vikings are saying no, a second round pick. I don't think it'd be a first, but let's say it's a second round pick, and they're going back and forth and back and forth. This is a this is a public grenade now to say no, it's a second round pick. So I think this. Do you think that's what's happening? Yes, because I do too. Yes, there's no. I, I love this, by the way. And I would take the Ian Rappaport. Ian Rappaport did not sit down last week weekend to be like, "What can I make up?" He was told something, and my guess is it finally got out that they, these guys have probably been talking for let's say a month. What's compensation enough for you guys? Second round pick. I. I pick up Mike, I start walking to Dallas with him, and until I get to Jerry, I say, and I deliver him, hand deliver him. For, for a second round pick? Yes. I could only find five coaches who have been traded in the history of the NFL, or at least the modern history of the NFL, and four of them, Judd and I went through this on That's Score good. North Live today, weekdays, noon to two. You can go and listen to it at six o'clock yeah. at scorenorth.com. Yeah. And, Score and Rami is the wonderful host of that show. It's me and a rotating panel of uh, Score well, North personalities. And we believe in you. For now, yes. We love your leadership on that show. I just got a vote of confidence. Yeah. So and I'm we have great. every intention, yes. every intention of Rami being the host of that show Next year and beyond. I just got off the phone with the, the, the whip in Philadelphia, and they like you too. <laughs> so I will tell you that. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Um, Are you ready for Philly sports talk? God, no. Four of these. <laughs> you're going to have to change your name to Angelo. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> and just hate you everything. You could be an Angelo. Everyone. He could be one, you know. I could pass for an Angelo. You, you could be an Angelo. I could definitely sure pass for I was telling people I was Angelo for a few weeks in 2001. Uh, four of the five coaches. <laughs> Four of the the five coaches who have been traded. It's Bob. Okay, my name is Bob. Are just out of Mike Zimmer's league. They're not comparable. One is Bill Belichick. One is John Gruden. uh, One is Mike Holmgren. And one is Bill Parcells. Those are all guys who are far more accomplished and were far more accomplished by the time they were traded than, than Mike Zimmer is now. But somebody who is comparable, Herm Edwards, Went from the Jets to the Chiefs in a trade. That's right, and that was for a fourth round pick. So I think that's I think that's the starting point for Actually, any negotiation. That's, that's a very comparable one. A guy who he's likable, he's entertaining, he's grizzled, he's defensive minded, but he doesn't have the Super Bowl pedigree. Right, right. Third, fourth round pick, and if you're the Vikings right now too, part of your decision here is if they lose on Sunday, you're trying to figure out. Is this a glass ceiling? Because it it would feel like a glass ceiling at that point, right? Where you've 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 kind of gotten to the same point. You're pretty good in the regular season. You just can't get deep in the playoffs. You can't get to where you want to go. 
can you get to where you want to go with Mike Zimmer? And if your answer is no and someone's offering you a third-round pick, it's really easy just to say, hey, it's been a good run. Uh, just kind of a no-brainer for us. Someone wants to uh, got Kevin Stefanski in the mix. Gary Kubiak could easily take over as head coach. You have options over here if you're the Vikings. So, but let's say they're saying that the Vikings are getting greedy and saying, "No, let's get that to a second-round pick." The statement makes more sense. It does. It's the it's the negotiation, which might mean that there's a chance that this change is going to ha- happen. Unless the Vikings just flat out win on Sunday, so if they lose by three, he's free to be traded. The other interesting dynamic that we brought up on Score North Live as well, and I hadn't thought of this until this all came about, Phil, was this one: Is this a way where if Spielman's not going to leave, to sever himself from Mike as well? Because like if Mike just got fired, we'd all be saying, well, "You're not going to fire Rick too." They're sort of weird. Rick did this and did that, or hey, didn't Rick? Because Rick hired Leslie. Yeah, and yeah, and Rick. Well, and, you know, Rick signed Cousins. And if Kirk fails again, that's on Rick much more so than Mike, I think, in a lot of people's opinions. But the one way to draw that distinction and that line to say, okay, I'm done with Mike and I'm staying here, is to trade Mike. Because then it's done. It's so do severed. You, okay, so... I'm not sure about that one. It just makes some sense. Sure. Okay, so do you, do you guys think, behind the scenes right now... Reckless speculation. If there are indeed Mike Zimmer trade talks happening here, and that's and that's what has driven the Wilfs to send out this. If you're just joining, you're getting in your car on a Friday here. Mark Wilf sent out a statement like an hour ago that said, "We value Mike and Rick's leadership, and we have every intent of Mike continuing <laughs> as the head coach and Rick leading our football operations next year and beyond." Do you think this is a Wilf conversation independent of Rick? Or do you think this is a Wilf and, like, to what degree is Rick in on the conversation in your minds? I know that we have zero information and, like, we don't, we don't know, well, we don't have zero information, but we don't know what's going on in terms of, like, if this is the departed, we don't know who's pointing the gun at who, I guess, is what I'm saying. Which, which part of the film are we at, by the way? Well, if we're at the end, then. <laughs> I think this the is definitely the, the roof and elevators. Yeah. Are we on the roof yes, right now? Absolutely. I'm taking you to Dallas, Mike. I'm taking yes. you to Dallas. Who's standing outside the elevator? Step away from Coach Zimmer. Somehow Mark Wahlberg becomes the coach of the Minnesota Vikings. Step away right? from Coach Zimmer. Yeah. Every line I know from the departed, I cannot say no, on these airwaves right now. No, you can clean them up. We've already had to hit the dumb button once during this show in the past month or so. Oh, Let's I was not gonna say on, on me, I was gonna say was there more. Um I would say I would say this. There's a chance that Rick is involved now, but my guess is the phone call went directly from Jerry to the Wells. So if Rick if Rick's involved, it's as a it's a, as a courtesy from the Wells that he was brought in. But if the Wells like Rick enough still and they're thinking, well we're not gonna fire you and I my sense of things as uh, we talked to guys like Chad Graff and Collar. My sense of things is there's there's a tenseness around this team that's probably born more from Mike than Rick. And you know what, Phil? We're six years in now. Unfortunately, in this league, that's a long time. It also it's, it hasn't been a failed six years either. No, it's been but a it's good been, six years. No, but it could very easily be a six years of players are tired of the same message. Mike is sixty three. He's tired of the players. He's tried. The defense is not awful, but it's taken steps back. This could just be a... The the thing is, Pittsburgh and Tomlin, Baltimore and Harbaugh are not the norms. That's not the normal thing. And if you look at the guys that came in in 2014 with Mike, a lot of them are gone. 
also worth noting. So if 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 the, if the Zimmer trade is a way for Rick Spielman to keep his job, right? It's a way of saying, hey, I mean, I, we didn't fire him. We just hey, someone offered us a third round pick for our head coach, and just kind of a good pivot point for the organization. It also allows you to not blow everything else up. If you thought highly enough of this roster and your skill position players, and you know you're kind of torn on Kirk Cousins, but he's under contract and he is one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the world, and it's hard to find one of those guys. It gives you an easy pivot to say, all right, let's let's keep going down the path here, but let's just try a little bit of a different style. Let's try a little bit of a different message, maybe a different approach. Maybe someone else can put their eyes on this thing and uh, and and see how far you can go. Because how often do you see a GM and a coach both get blown out, or you keep hitting the same glass ceiling and you run it back with that same duo? Both of those paths almost always lead to like a five and eleven reset season. And like, if you fire your GM and your coach, how often do you just hire two new ones? And oh, all of a sudden now you go and win the Super Bowl, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Or you get to this point in the playoffs a couple times, and the roster's kind of aging and. All right, let's just bring everyone back and run it back one more time and see what happens. I mean, that's another recipe for 6 and 10. But if you just swap out the coach, I'm not saying this will happen, but if you just swap out the coach, it would be a way to talk yourself into, well, maybe this is like maybe if we just kind of take the Rubik's cube and do this with it. There's a there's a there's a path it's to a win retooling. A Super Bowl still. Not a reloading, not a rebuilding, but just a retooling. Changing some major parts on the car. While not just overhauling the car, going and getting a new one, you're just changing some parts around the, around the engine. If you believe that Kirk Cousins is indeed the engine that can drive this, yeah. Thing. Well, and, and Collar said a couple of days ago that Wilf that Wilf was walking around the practice field and like talking to players and stuff. And for Ziggy to do that ordinarily to me means the players have probably complained internally about the coach because hmm. the GM is the GM. People. Like we could talk about Rick, but players, I don't think, say, "Oh, the GM did this or that." They they sign contracts. They have they have a little to do with the GM at times, but not much. But the coach, if they're tired of that guy, and I could totally see that. I mean, Mike's a prickly guy. Mike has tried. I think Mike is a good coach, but there's a chance that players are tired of of that. And you know, Mike doesn't tolerate to me some key players. The fact that he can't. I don't think stand quarterbacks probably hurts. So if this is a situation where you think, you think it's hard to be an NFL where, head coach and you can't stand quarterbacks, well, and as far as I can tell, he really can't. He loved Teddy. That was it. But for Ziggy to be walking around the field talking to players is an indication that he is trying to keep guys happy, possibly. And so if you say to yourself, "Okay, the coach's message has gotten old. Players are tired of said coach. I can trade him for a third round pick. That's pretty good." I keep Rick, and I think we have probably not explored enough the fact that, as far as I can tell, unless something has changed drastically, the Wilfs really still like Rick. Rick still has them. Yeah. And Rick has a good resume, too. And so, my question to you two guys, though, is if we're going to go down the path that we're going down right now, and I don't agree with this path personally, but what would your feeling be if on next Thursday, Mike has been traded to Dallas? Rick is GM, and Stefanski is named coach. Because I could see a path where if Rick tells them, this is the quarterback whisperer between us and Gary Kubiak, we can find a quarterback, we'll draft one. I could see the Wolf saying, reckless speculation. If you're, okay. if you're doing what Phil is, is talking about doing, which is keeping Rick Spielman, keeping Kirk Cousins, taking one sh- one more shot at it, or, or just sort of retooling and re-energizing this thing that they got here, Stefanski makes the most sense. 
Because if you're, if you're trying to essentially build this thing around Kirk Cousins, like Phil is talking about, you want to keep things, the things that have made him successful this year, mm-hmm. you want to keep those pieces in place around him. And Kevin Stefanski is going to get head coaching consideration this offseason. you got to think, if you're the Vikings and you're going to move on from Mike Zimmer and you're risking losing Stefanski, it's something that you have to seriously be considering is just placing him in as head coach. But the other dynamic is, who are you more sure of? If it was this guy or this guy, who are you more sure can be the head coach of this team and be successful? Gary Kubiak or Kevin Stefanski? Does Gary's health allow Gary that though? I don't think Kubiak wants it. Does I th- he? I think with his health, I think with his health that might be a, a stretch. And if that's the case, if if he doesn't have the itch to become a head coach again, yes, then maybe it works out perfectly. And that, but now being being a coordinator too, is there a difference between? His workload as an advisor now and the work he puts in versus being well, a coordinator. I mean, where would he just stay in an advisor role? Would I he think leave he'd stay. Altogether? No, no. I think he would. I think if Stefanski got the head coaching job, he would stay in his current role. And his son Clint, who's the quarterbacks coach sure. now, that makes sense. Ascends to OC. That makes sense. Because I just don't. Everyone's been talking about Kevin Stefanski as this boy. If you think Kevin, you should you should look to fire Zimmer to bring up Kevin Stefanski. Right. I mean. Why is Kevin Stefanski such a sure bet when we see all these dudes the last five or six years? Like, he he is no sure bet to be a good head coach. If you move on from Zimmer and you you bring Stefanski as the head coach, what are the expectations? I can't imagine you go with the same expectations you had going into this season. I mean, if it's the the same roster, it has to be Super Bowl still. Yeah, if it's largely the same roster. Hold on a second. Yeah. Play it again. It just came to me. Which one? That one. Reckless speculation. To answer your question, so Rick, Rick's a pretty slick guy, right? We we all agree. Rick operates pretty slickly, and the Wilfs like that. Three buttons down on the. What if we're seeing? What if we're seeing this slightly wrong? What if he has told him, "I'm going to trade Mike. He's trying to get a second round pick, not a third, to Dallas." Okay, Stefanski's going to become your head coach. Now, let's for one second. Acknowledge that Cousins is back in 2020, for sure. He's back. But Rick has told the Wilfs, I'm going to take the second-round pick that we get from Dallas, take it, combine it with our first-round pick, move up in the draft, and draft your quarterback of the future, which will be picked by Kevin, Gary, and me. Reckless Speculation! How high can you move up with a late, with like the, what are the Vikings? I'm exhausted. Like the, the 20, I can't do anymore. 22nd. 22nd, yeah. And then they'd be getting like the 18th pick in the second round from Dallas. Yeah. How high can you can move? Can you move into the top 10? Can you get Tua? Well, that's what I'm thinking. If you, you can, could trade, yes. if you could put it this way, yes. if you could trade Mike Zimmer for Tua, I'm in. You think? <laughs> if that's what you think. Up. Well, no, let's so. And you don't have to play You make Tua a good GM, year? Phil. <laughs> Thank you. Let yeah. him sit. That's what I want. Yeah. My goal is to not play this guy. You let Tua sit for a year because you know you still have one more year of $28 million Kirk. We just traded Mike Zimmer for Tua. Reckless speculation. Reckless speculation since I've arrived. Second, first, and fourth. Wow. I need a. Would Rick be okay giving up that much draft picks considering (laughs) considering he likes having 10 draft picks every year? If it saves his job. (laughs) If it gets Tua? If it saves his job, absolutely. Yeah. Do you think when they're at the bargaining table yes. and Jared Jones finally says, all right, I'll give you the second round pick, and Rick says, could you throw in a couple sevens, too? <laughs> <laughs> is that what they're fighting for? Is that why they released the statement? Because <laughs> they won't give up the sevens? Well, I love it. So we've had the deal agreed to. I need two more seventh round picks. Sorry. <laughs> I love it. Because I got to take a long snapper? <laughs> 
Um, we're gonna Tom, Tom Pelissero is gonna join us in about five or eight minutes or so, and then the most can't miss write that down session in the history of write that down at five o'clock. Major controversy. But real quick before we before we Dude, jump in, I can't in wait else. to find out what this is. A legitimate and for those who think that I'm like pretending I'm acting, I'm I know either. we legit nobody here except for Mackie. I don't know about Jonathan. I have no idea. I think I do, but I have no idea. Nobody has any idea what this controversy is that Mackie is talking about. No, Jonathan Jonathan tried to peek his head in earlier today and say, All right, what's what's what, what happened? What's what's my average? I said, dude, wait till five o'clock. Good. No one knows. Did anyone make a, is anyone going to make a Mike Zimmer really related prediction and write that down today? Possibly. I might. Because I, I guess I want to ask you guys as we wrap up this segment, do you think, like, what's the percentage chance in your minds that Mike Zimmer is still the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings in February 2020? <laughs> I'm going to put it at 50-50. I, I, do, I think it might be less. I do think it still depends on what happens Sunday to some degree, so I factor in that percentage. I think he has some chance of keeping his job even if they lose. I think he has already probably signed off on on ascending to the star and being head coach of the Cowboys. Do you think you think Zimmer's been involved in the conversation? I think he would very easily. Yeah, cuz he likes Jerry. And his association as head coach in Dallas, if you guys play this out, makes perfect sense. Jerry Jones likes to talk a lot. What does Mike Zimmer not like to do? Yeah, he doesn't have to talk at all. He doesn't like to talk. He can coach football. And, and he's, what, 63. In his mind, he'll be fine with this. He and Jerry Jones's kin can go out hunting. I mean, Jerry Jones has probably said, I'll get you whatever you want. It, it's it, Most coaches, I think, would probably bristle at the thought of working for Jerry Jones. I think Mike actually probably likes the idea. It makes so much sense. Jerry Jones is going to talk. Okay, I don't care. And then the, the reporters from Dallas will run to Mike and be like, Jerry said this or, or that. What's Mike's default position all the time? Okay, I don't care. Yeah, you're right. He said it. Speculation. It's grumpy old men. Yeah. Three. That's this what is, this is. Man, the game on Sunday, uh, by the way, you can find Judd and myself, Phil Mackey, on Vikings Ventline right after it's over. Win or lose, we're going to be taking your phone calls all afternoon and early evening right here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app. Tom Pelissero is as plugged in as they get, and he'll join us. Usually he joins us on Mondays, but he had all kinds of stuff, Black Black Monday and stuff, so he said, let's let's talk later in the week as the game gets closer. Little did we know that the Wills would send out this dreaded vote of confidence about a half hour before Tom jumps on. But Tom Pelissero, when we come back here to Mackie and Judd with Rami, powered in part by Federated Insurance, Federated has been helping business owners for a long, long time here, based in Owatonna, Minnesota, since the early 1900s. With Federated, you tap into over a century of experience in helping businesses become as successful as they can be, and that's how they measure their success. Simply put, if you win, they win. They attach themselves to your hip pocket. You get that face-to-face relationship with someone who will be very attentive to the success of your business. And uh, those seasoned professionals at Federated will help you manage risks that help you avoid the potential devastation that comes with filing a claim. And if you do have to file a claim, you can take comfort in knowing that the extensive team of professionals at Federated is going to put their knowledge and experience to work for you. Again, federatedinsurance.com is the place to go to find a full list of industries Federated protects and to find your local Federated 
representative. Federated. It's their business to protect yours. Mackie and Joe with Rami. Score North download time. Jonathan here. Destination Winter St. Paul featuring the Wells Fargo Winter Skate and the Secure and Financial Super Slide is open now through February 22nd at CHS Field in St. Paul. The Wells Fargo Winter Skate opens daily at 11 a.m. and the Superior Financial Super Slide is open Thursday through Sunday. For more information, visit scorenorth.com, keyword winter. If you missed the last segment, we had plenty of reckless speculation regarding Mike Zimmer and the possible trade to Dallas that's been reported by several media outlets. And if that comes true, I'm really going to miss Friday Zimmer because this was him talking about the injuries to uh, Mackenzie Alexander and Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes going to IR, Mike. What are you expecting at that slot position, and what's your confidence level there? Um, we will find a way. Something happened to him, I guess, in practice yesterday, and what was it? No. Playing football. Friday Zimmer, if you're gone next year, I it will be sorely missed. He's so, sorely so missed. crabby by Fridays. Yeah. All right, that's <laughs> been your score north download. Now back to Mackie Jump. Especially now. Oh, yeah. Zimmer gets progressively more crabby by Friday. One of his linebackers went all pro, and he had barely anything to say about it. But a man who gets progressively more peppy by Friday is our friend from NFL Network, Tom Pelissero, who usually joins us on Monday for Tom Pelissero's NFL Insights. But we're, we're kind of glad we waited until today because uh, there's all these reports. Ian Rappaport, your close colleague, just sort of speculation and and I would say like hybrid reporting about what the Dallas Cowboys might want and Mike Zimmer's name floating around. Let's start with the Cowboys, Tom. What do you know about their approach post-Jason Garrett? Well, they certainly do not seem to be uh, in any particular rush to begin the search in the post-Jason Garrett era. Uh, you know, part of what's unique with the Cowboys situation is their interview list is probably going to be drastically different than everyone else's interview list. In other words, you know, the three jobs that are open right now, Mike McCarthy has interviewed for all of them. Josh McDaniels will interview for all of them. Eric Bieniemy by uh, tomorrow, I believe, will have interviewed for all of them. And that's really it. You've got a handful of kind of stray interviews with a few other candidates, but it's the same list in Dallas. Uh, they're going to be looking, I would certainly expect, based on everything I know, some college coaches, whether it be a Lincoln Riley who's been speculated about a lot, and they make a call on Urban Meyer. Dan Mullen at Florida, Coach Dak Prescott at Mississippi State, could he end up getting brought in for an interview? And then you also have some of those wild cards, like you know the speculative Mike Zimmer trade, uh, which is based you know, in part upon the fact that Jerry Jones is a huge fan of Mike Zimmer, has said in the past how much he'd love to have him uh, coaching the Cowboys. Zimmer's got one year left on his contract with the Vikings. Uh, the Wilfs obviously felt compelled, based on some of the speculation, based on all those things, to come out with a public show of support today. Uh, it really, I don't think anybody who is at all in tune with the situation thought that this was going to be an everybody-gets-fired type of situation, regardless of what happens on Sunday. But certainly just there's some contractual things and some organizational things that you have to look at here uh, and figure out whether it's contract extensions for everyone, whether it's, you know, you really let Zimmer coach out his contract, which he's done before. There's a, there's a lot of moving parts, but there's no question how much of an affinity the Wilfs have for Zimmer as well as for Spielman. They'd like those two to be in place, and even more so, they'd love to get a win over the Saints on Sunday. 
Tom, what good has a vote of confidence statement ever done for a football franchise? And how do you usually interpret that when we see what the Wilfs just did? Well, think about it this way. If you don't do that today, then on Sunday morning, is there a flurry of reports on every national uh, pregame show about Zimmer's future, about the Cowboys' potential, about all those other things that then would color whether it's a you know an extended Vikings playoff run where they're still playing or you know similar to last year are there all these different questions uh, that have to be answered I mean if you remember back uh, you know the Vikings had that bad game against the Bears in week 17 there had really been no conversation about Mike Zimmer's job status prior to that and then all of a sudden by that night there are bloggers and TV analysts saying that Zimmer maybe could be out and it's it comes to the point that I'm up at 6 a.m. the next morning texting with Zimmer, and he was saying, hell no, I'm not quitting. I'm not walking away. (laughs) It's just you do, you know, perhaps you cut some of that off. But, you know, if anything, just because there hadn't been that much speculation, I'm not so convinced that this doesn't spur now the thought (laughs) if the Vikings play poorly in New Orleans simply because you raised the subject that was not, you know, again, outside of a, a couple stories written here and there and some speculation. I don't know that that was top of mind. I think you're right. I think it fuels it because now you're going to say, and to me, this Tom comes off number one as basically the Vikings publicly saying to Dallas, Hey, if you're going to come after our coach and feel free to call us back again, it's going to come at, let's say, a second round pick and not a third round pick. I mean, there's a lot of different things that could take place. All, all I know is that Jerry is going to swing big, Jerry is going to want to make a splash and get somebody who's going to make an instant impact, not a developmental coach, not a, you know, a guy who's a one-year coordinator and you're kind of betting on the come with him. No, he's going to want to get somebody who's going to step in and win with this group right now. Jerry doesn't wait around, want to wait around. That's part of the reason. You know, he said it a few weeks ago that part of the reason he wouldn't get rid of Jason Garrett was he thought that that would be them giving up on any hope this season. Now we can debate the veracity of that statement, but in Jerry's mind, you know, this is about Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and you know, probably Amari Cooper, depending on what happens with his contract. They got all that money in the offensive line. They've extended Jalen Smith. They extended Demarcus Lawrence. I mean, they've, they've poured a lot of resources into trying to win right now. Uh, and so, you know, what takes place down there is going to be absolutely fascinating to watch. And already he's outside the box in terms of at a time where everybody knows that his head coach is going to be out. Uh, continuing to technically uh, have the guy on staff. Tom Pelissero, NFL Network. It's Tom Pelissero's NFL Insights here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. Don't forget Vikings Vent Line right after Vikings Saints on Sunday. Watch the game anywhere. Come talk about it with us here on Score North and the Score North app. So Kevin Stefanski got a bunch of uh, a bunch of interest last off season around this time, and speculation is his name is going to be in the mix again. What are the main qualities teams seem to like about Kevin Stefanski that puts him on this pedestal, Tom? Well, there's a variety of things. One, you know, he's a very smart guy. He's pen educated. He speaks, uh, you know, very intelligently. You feel like you're learning things when you talk to him. Also, if teams have done any homework, they'll know that Stefanski is really well liked in the Vikings locker room. Players believe in him. Dalvin Cook has, has told me before that Stefanski is really bright with how he structures one play off another, which is kind of the foundation of the entire offense they're running is making the run and the pass look alike, knowing how you're setting up that play for later in the game. 
um, you know, by hitting your landmarks, by working certain plays, certain concepts off of others. Uh, and also, I mean, he's a, he's a young guy who you think has room to grow. He's coached virtually every position on offense. Uh, and there's a reason that from one staff to another, from Brad Childers to Leslie Frazier to Mike Zimmer, uh, he's continued to move up the food chain. You know, uh, the Browns, on the, you know, there's, there were kind of these two factions a year ago where you had Paul DePodesta, the money ball guy, baseball guy, uh, who runs their analytics department. He's certainly the chief strategy officer, but certainly has an analytic viewpoint on things. And then you had the John Dorsey football side of the operation. Uh, they had a very long interview list in part because they were interviewing people from both of those worlds. Uh, and the way I've understood it is DePodesta and the analytics people wanted to hire Stefanski. They got him brought back in for a second interview, even though I think by the end of that day or the next day, they had named Freddie Kitchens the coach. You know, in that case, the football side of things won out, and the fact that the Browns want to talk to Stefanski again suggests that with Deepa Desta running the search, uh, he's going to have a real shot this time. Is that part of the reason why the Vikings, you think, maybe are thinking about moving on from Mike Zimmer, that they want to keep Kevin Stefanski in the building? If that means giving him the head coaching job, then it's just the end of Mike Zimmer. Didn't you read the statement? They're not thinking of moving on from Mike Zimmer. That was, that was the whole purpose of the statement. Is it's in the statement, Robbie. <laughs> My apologies, Tom. I forgot about the statement when I asked that question. I would, I would also, I would also bring this up. Uh, Ziggy Wilf was at practice yesterday, and you know I've covered the Vikings for most of the past decade, I guess. You know, not solely doing it now or when I was at USA Today, but I, I've been around the team a lot. And, you know, Judd was around the team a lot for many years. I, I can't remember seeing, you know, first of all, Ziggy and Mark Wilf are not helicopter owners. You know, they let the football people run football. You might see them a few times of year before critical games or at certain points in the season attending a practice. I had never in all my years seen Ziggy Wilf on the field at the start of practice during stretching, going and shaking hands, dapping up guys, saying hello. Uh, he came over and talked to me for like five minutes, and you know I'm not going to say what he said, but it, like he seemed to be in a very good mood. Certainly has high expectations for the game on Sunday. This was not, you know, to the extent that anybody interpreted this if that way, this was not the Grim Reaper, you know, coming through here and making people think that they were all about to, you know, to get it. This is, you know, they're they're coming up on a big game. You know, they're they're heading to New Orleans. This is a big moment for the Vikings with a team that has built. Uh, you would hope. You know, for this moment, they got a veteran defense. They got a high-paid quarterback. They finally think about this for the first time since week six. They could have Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen playing a full game at the same time. We haven't seen them at full strength on offense really since that Eagles game, which is one of their best performances of the year, and then the first quarter in Detroit until uh, Thielen skidded into that barricade and messed up his hamstring. I mean, I talked to Dalvin today. I talked to Thielen today. Those guys feel good. This is this is your shot. I know that you know. The, the money line on it is what it is. Zimmer talks about, you know, going on the road and not being included in the NFL hype video and all that. But this is a game that I think that the Vikings certainly believe that they are capable of winning here, and they expect to go to New Orleans and win. How could you leave the Vikings out, Tom? You you work for this league. You know, all we I ask here in... left out, too. Okay, but... we're all very upset about this. <laughs> we're all very, very offended. I mean, we're no respect here. Um, Hey... So to, I, I can barely even get my preferred hotel, much less control the social media apparatus very of the fifteen billion dollar a year industry. Actually, they're very great with my hotels. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> you just ripped them. Uh, so, 
From from a standpoint <laughs> of clear, very happy with the travel arrangement <laughs> policy. I just was trying to think of a joke. It came well, out immediately. I went. Hopefully, nobody heard that. What no, I, they're fantastic. What I heard. What I heard is is you're at motels. You're on the first floor. The door doesn't lock. Combo that leaves the light on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're leaving the. You're, you're jamming. You're jamming the chair against the door. I get all that. I understand it happens. Okay. Uh, quick, I'll, be the J- I'll be at the JW on Canal Street in New Orleans for this oh weekend, boy. so oh I'm boy. doing all right. Be, be careful there. Real, uh, close to, real close to Bourbon Street, mm. but we'll not have time. Defensively, though, how are, are the Vikings going? It was going to be tough before, but how are they going to slow uh, Cook and Breeze and that group now without two potentially key cornerbacks playing? That was. I went from being optimistic that people were being too down on the Vikings for, for this game to seeing the injury report today, Tommy, and saying to myself, okay, now you're down to Waynes and Rhodes, who have not had great years, and a guy who had played extremely well for you in the nickel throughout the course of this year is not going to play, and this now becomes a huge task defensively to contain the Saints. Well, first of all, by and large, this is a really healthy team. Look at the Saints and the guys that they've lost this year with guys like Sheldon Rankins and Marcus Davenport. Look at the Eagles and how decimated they've been. The Vikings are, are a really healthy team by NFL teams in uh, January standards. The biggest concern is that nickel cornerback spot because, you know, I talked to Xavier Rhodes yesterday, and one thing he told me was that Mackenzie Alexander is really important because he directs traffic on a lot of their calls on the back end because he's the inside guy. And so, you know, depending exactly what type of defense they're running on the back end, he may be communicating up and down the line. Uh, then you take Mike Hughes out of the equation who can play inside as well as outside uh, because of his neck injury, and he goes on injured reserve. You know, are we going to see a lot of J. Ron Curse in the slot? Uh, I would expect that there's got to be another roster move just to fill out the roster and have enough uh, bodies on game day. Uh, and also don't forget this. You mentioned, you know, Jared Cook and Drew Brees. Michael Thomas plays about 30% of his snaps in the slot. He had 53 catches from the slot this season. If I'm Sean Payton reading that injury report and seeing the roster move today, I'm thinking that 30% might be more like 40, 50, 60% in this game. You know, making Xavier Rhodes have to follow you inside or whatever it might be, you know, challenge the Vikings and let Thomas work the middle of the field. That's, that's the biggest issue that they have. No question. Uh, going into this game, they got to block a really good pass rush. They got to try to get the run game going against a really good run defense. But defensively, not letting themselves get killed in the middle of the field just because of the personnel. Uh, that's that's going to be the challenge. That is Tom Pelissero, NFL Network, NFL Insider. We appreciate uh, all the knowledge and the expertise, and and I think this is probably the most fun 48 to 72 hour period that we've looked forward to for many reasons all season so we'll see what shakes out when we talk to you next week tom i will be on tv non-stop from the superdome by the way including awesome. I think, seven and a half hours tomorrow from the completely empty stadium always slightly strange doing that but then up again on uh, sunday morning it'll be fun right on man all right see you tom no drinking time though that's the problem thanks tom <laughs> <laughs> real bummer bye Oh man, nothing but a, I love nothing him. but a pro. Pro's pro. He's great. <laughs> he re- I like how he ripped the hotels and thought better. <laughs> Backtracked. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. Walk it back, corporate man. <laughs> <laughs> <Walk it back. laughs> oh oh man! The, but the other thing, that, what we were originally going to lead our show with today, until Mark Wilf dropped the statement right before we took the microphones. I mean, Mike Hughes and Mackenzie Alexander out. Mackenzie Alexander out for this game, and then we'll see what happens if the Vikings beat the Saints. Mike Hughes was placed on injured reserve today, 
And uh, Marcus Sherrills was signed for the ninth time this season by the Vikings to return punts. And maybe even, I don't know, if he gets in as a cornerback at some point. But to me, there's one path for the Vikings to win this game now. If you if you had any thoughts that a Mike Zimmer magical defensive game plan is going to hold the Saints under 20 points, I mean, I would be floored if that happened now with the majority of your secondary out. It's Kirk Cousins outdueling Drew Brees now yeah. to me. Yesterday you right? asked us the magic number for the defense, and I said somewhere between 20 and 24. I thought about it, that a little bit since, and I raised the number to like 24 to 27. With that news of Hughes and Alexander both being out, it's probably north of 27. We're probably talking about the Vikings needing to score at least 30, probably more points to win this football game on Sunday. Right? Yeah. I'm, you're it talk- might be 40. It honestly might be 40. Well, Here's a scary thing. Collar told me he now thinks the game plan for sure, and I think he alluded to this previously, but now with the news that we got today, he thinks the game plan for sure is going to be that Rhodes follows Michael Thomas the entire game. So he The Saints would probably welcome that. No yeah, you think? So But I don't know what else you do if you're the Vikings. I don't know what else you do, but I'm now saying the Vikings are gonna probably after score, yeah, 44 points or something. Today on Score points. North Live, I've never experienced the shift in one segment that I experienced doing that show with Judd Zolgad today. He went from opening the segment with giving the Vikings a real chance to win this football game to, I believe you said, the ship is sinking. Not yet. Shortly after we heard I said the- PJ rode the boat and this <laughs> ship is sinking. <laughs> I did. I, I can't. I have but, to feel that okay, way. Okay, but could, I mean, let me, let me paint this picture because, I mean, to me, it is going to be on the offense now. It just is like you're not going to be able to you're not going to be able to hold that passing attack in that stadium to like 17 points or 21 points. You're going to have to score. Rami says 30. I think it's going to have to be north of 34, 35 points. I'm saying for this game, and I think they can. I think they can. I think they can score 30 plus points, provided Dalvin Cook is going to actually play and be a meaningful contributor. If I knew that Dalvin Cook was 80% or better, and, and we really we don't know. If I knew that Adam Thielen was going to be 80% or better, and they've got Stefan Diggs, and they've got tight end weapons, I would say they can go toe-to-toe offensively with this team, and then we'll just see. I'm not saying they're guaranteed to, but um, we just don't know enough about the health of two of their key skill position players. Is Kirk Cousins incredibly uptight because of all the things that have gone wrong in the pressure of this game, or is he incredibly loose because they feel that that there's such underdogs in this game that there's no pressure. I don't think we've ever seen him loose in a game like this. In yeah, I was theory, just going to say, Kirk the- Cousins feels pressure. In theory, he should feel a little bit less, right? Hey, they're, you guys are eight-point underdogs. Well, yeah. No one expects you to and go in there and win. we've lost too much. Yep, you got injured pieces up front. In fact, that's what you should be telling yourself, and that's what the message should be from Mike Zimmer to the team. And he did go down that path early in the week when he said, no one's given us a chance. And I hate that cliched speech. I mean, yeah. that's just such an overplayed motivational tactic. But I almost feel like for you to get Kirk Cousins to feel totally at ease and calm, he has to go in there just thinking, dude, it's all house money. All of it's house money. It doesn't matter. You're gonna loot, you're gonna get smoked, just go out there like it's garbage time and throw for two hundred yards in the first half. Don't you think it would take a different mentality from a, a head coach for him to feel that way though? Those sound bites that we played from Mike today, and, and I get he's talking to us, but those sound bites didn't sound like a coach who was like, Ah, you know what, we're fine. They sounded like a coach who was and I think Mike gets incredibly up, uptight himself. So and Perhaps Stefanski and Kubiak can try and offset that with Kirk, 
But if your boss gets incredibly uptight, it's probably going to make you uptight as well. I wonder if Mike Zimmer and Ron Gardenhire have a couple of parallels to them. Because when I used to cover those Twins teams from like 2010 through uh, 2013, I had a couple people, and, and Gardenhire was a great manager for about a decade. He was He was a winning manager, and he pushed a lot of the right buttons during an era where the Twins were very successful. And the biggest complaint I would hear from players and from a couple of coaches even was, hey, we love, it was always like, we love, everything's great. We love Guardy. If there's one thing, t- he tends to make people a little bit nervous when the Yankees are on the schedule in October, mm-hmm. that he sort of feels the weight of the Yankees. He feels the pressure of the postseason losses mounting and the twins always hitting the same glass ceiling. And it's, his uptight nature that sort of rubs off on the rest of the team. Now, if they had more of a loosey goosey manager, a Rocco Baldelli, who, yeah, show up to the ballpark whenever you want, you know, here's some weed. No, he doesn't do that. But, like, <laughs> would they have, would they have beat the Yankees in 2009 or 10? I got my fish CD in here. What's going on? <laughs> I mean, would they have, would they have beat the Yankees in 2009 or 2010 with a more loosey goosey manager? I don't know. But I think, if you're if you're supposed to level up and beat a team you're you're not favored to beat in an environment that's tough to win in, it does make it a lot harder when everyone's uptight. Well, and Cousins so. per- and Kirk's personality to me does not seem to be the type of guy who can relax. Like he's he strikes me as an uptight guy, and so employees like that need what the guy above them to be like, dude, it's going to be fine, calm okay. down. And that doesn't make them absolutely. Maybe the fine. answer is what Phil just said. Weed. Maybe you just, yeah, a little of the sticky icky. Hey, Kirk. Can you imagine Kirk Cousins coming out of the lot, like, out of the tunnel, just bloody eyed, stare, like, looking around, like, so what's happening here today, guys? And he's just doing that dance, that touchdown dance that he had, just the playing, waggly arm. Are we playing one. a football game? All right. Instead of an iPad, he goes and gets a bong. <laughs> It's a bag of oh. chips. He's just he's so eating hungry. Cheetos on the sideline. <laughs> he comes off the field, goes to Sugarman. You got those Funyuns, man? Cousins, some of those. Cousins appears to be eating a box of Captain Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> What's going Vikings up by 21. <laughs> Instead of the tablet, he's just reading the back of the cereal box on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> What do you think Kirk Cousins' go-to munchie would be? Hmm, that's a good question because he has some weird eating habits from what I've seen on his grill. The mystery meat on yeah, the grill. He's, he's probably a beef jerky guy. N- nice oh. lean, nice lean protein that still satisfies all the cravings. Like the I, jerky sticks or the traditional flat? No, jerky. like a real beef jerky. He, Kirk Cousins ain't eating a Slim Jim, even if he's stoned. Kirk Cousins ain't eating a Slim Jim. <laughs> the real stuff. His body is a temple. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Slim Jim, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Possibly potato chips. Yeah. Those are gluten free. <laughs> I think kale chips are probably more probably than kale the, chips, the, the yeah. munchy uh, choice for Kirk Cousins. Uh, the kale chips. Oh man. So well, um, I don't. I don't. When I when I when I think to myself, hey, if you're going to beat the Saints, the game plan has to be Kirk Cousins out dueling Drew Brees. I think good luck. But this is his chance. Everything's in front of him. This is it. Like this is, this is your chance to shut everybody up, to stuff it right down everyone's throats. That's been criticizing you, all of us. When's the last Vikings game that you were 
especially playoff two, and I'm not talking about Super Bowl expectation, okay? I'm just talking about a playoff game. When's the last Vikings playoff game that you were this eager to arrive, win or lose? Because the fallout either way is going to be so interesting to watch. Oh, my God. Because if they win, all of a sudden... The door is open for oh my god they've they've reached a new level. Kirk has reached a new level, and your path they can beat anybody. And your path actually, if you win, which I don't think they will, but if they do, it gets easier. Yeah, if they win, Super Bowl is on the table. Championship is on the table. Championship not favored, but like yeah. it's on the table. Yeah. If they lose, coach getting fired is on the table. Or traded, which is even more traded delicious to me. I mean Monday cousins. I I look forward no more extension. to Monday than Sunday almost to be honest with you. Right. If they lose, Cousins, no extension. Spielman might get a one-year extension. The head coach might be traded. Defensively, guys aren't back. Mike Zimmer is also the, the type of guy. defensive staff might not be back. If Zimmer was given just a one-year extension, don't you think he's the type of guy that would say, bleep you? Well, he already got one and took it. So, yes. If, but what if do you he do got it again? one more, not, not if he's been talking to Jerry. Oh, my gosh. This is... So amazing. I don't buy for one second that Mike's not aware of what's going on with this. Because he knows Jerry. Yeah. And Jerry tampers. Jerry can't help himself. There's no way that Jerry hasn't called him. I've been texting Mike the entire time. My guess is that Jerry floated this by Mike at some point, And Mike said, sure, let's see how things go. And then it started to go a bit sideways. And so Mike's Mike's involved enough to know the play-by-play what's going on. Yeah, That's my guess. Oh, you think he's involved? You think Mike Zimmer is involved in this? Oh, I think he knows about it. He's sure. part of orchestrating his way to Dallas. He's friends with Jerry, sure. Because mm-hmm. this isn't like a coup. This is a, hey, it didn't go great here. The whole thing of Garrett dragging on makes a lot more sense with this in the background. Al asks a great, great question. How about, think of how much pizza ranch Kirk could eat. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, with his buddy. He and his buddy. Dude. Yes. You could do some serious damage at Pizza Ranch. That buffet. Although, although you know what the problem with Kirk being high and trying to eat at Pizza Ranch would be, Kirk doesn't. Kirk strikes me as the type of guy who can't have two foods touching. He. That's part of. That's one of the commercials where he's talking about like how organized his plate is. You're right, but like because if you were if you were stone and you got stuff on that plate, I don't get get people like that, man. I'm like put all the foods together. I'm kind of like that. I put them on top of each other. I've gotten better. Same plate. I've gotten better. But exactly. I, I'm, I'm still kind of like really? that. Wait, are yeah. you like? Wait, are you when you have a burger and fries? Are you eat one entirely and then the other guy? No, I am. I have a system guy, so I'm going to go around the plate. I'm going to have a like a clock. Uh, Why am clock, I not what, surprised? Clockwise rotation. So I'll go like. I'm so not surprised. Veggie, carb, meat. Veggie, carb, meat. Veggie, carb, You're meat. You're making eating way too complicated, man. Wait, there's people that eat all of one first. Yeah, dude. Have yeah. you ever seen people who eat there the is. fries first and then the burger, or the burger first and then the fries, and they yeah. don't. They don't go back and forth. No, I go those back people, and forth. Those people are heathens. I go and around. Not yes. to be I go around and I have I have a so plan of attack. Yeah. I don't know which one's worse: having a plan of attack or doing one at a time. By the way, Kurt says weird. in the latest Pizza Ranch commercial, they will put if you don't see the pizza you want on the buffet line, you can request really a yes, specialty pizza. So really? imagine He's high Kurt can confirm at Pizza Ranch close asking for a specialty I, pizza. Where's the closest one? Put some gummy bears on it, man. Throw well, some Oreos on there. Oreos and tater tots. <laughs> oh. Why can't foods touch, though? Who cares if foods touch? <laughs> can't confirm you can request your own pizza. Used to work there. Wow. Whoa. You used to work at Pizza Ranch. You know this? I'm just going to drop that bomb now. I said it while he was talking, but yes, I was. I used to work at Pizza Ranch. What? Yes. Which one? The one in New Prague. Still there? 
Can that, you, that might be the closest one to us. Let's let's do a show meeting there for sure. One hundred percent. Let's do a show there. Show there. Actually, yeah. yeah. Let's do a show there. Yes. Can we? Yeah. Yes. Let's set That'd up be the greatest honestly, work drive for me ever. If like you can put in a phone place? call, we'll uh, we'll do a show from the <laughs> set up our equipment at the buffet table. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are saying this is like a joke. This sounds like the greatest work drive for me ever. It's going to happen. Kirk Cousins joins us now. <laughs> Gentlemen, are you uh, you guys ready for this next segment here? I don't know. The, no, clearly is, not. I genuinely don't know if I am or not. When we come back, write that down. And by the way, this will be the final Friday edition of Write That Down. We're going to change the day and the time of it, so also stay tuned for that. Ooh. When we come back, the most controversial edition of Write That Down in the history. We have tallied up almost it's gonna all gonna be streamed? Uh, we're hoping to video Can stream, we stream it. it? We're hoping to video stream it, I want it, people yes. to see the dissension, chaos. Yes. Anarchy. So we'll come back with that after we talk about my favorite car dealership. That would be Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard. And I just love how, oh, I love a million things about it. The safety features. Uh, I love the fact that my RAV4 drives and handles like a Camry or a Corolla, but it's got the four-wheel drive and the spaciousness of an SUV. It's, that's why it's one of the most popular SUVs in the world. It's got the Apple CarPlay on the uh, middle console, which makes my car feel like a smartphone. I have full connectivity to all the different audio apps on my phone. I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast on the way in. I was listening to Score North Live, driving around earlier today on the Score North app with Rami Makhlouf, who we appreciate that. We fully expect Rami to be leading our noon to two show. Can you stop next year me? and beyond? Can you stop reminding now, me anyways. how confident <laughs> you are in my job? So Luther Brookdale Toyota is on the corner of six ninety four Brooklyn Boulevard. Go check out. All kinds of new 2020 models. You can also snoop around their website, LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. It's where my family and I have been going for 30-plus years. Write that down. The most controversial episode ever of Write That Down. Next. To be clear, this is God's fault, not mine. Like, if you've ever... Like, this is how I'm built. It's not my fault. This is on God. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Write that down. Write that down. I, I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Yes. It is time for the most controversial edition of Write That Down in the five-year history, maybe six years, of this segment. Are you guys ready? Yeah. <laughs> More than ready. Saw the tweet this morning. Yeah, ever since this morning, I've been wondering what the hell this is. Okay. I'm so, so excited. Just to just to set the scene here. Yes. We have reached the end of the 2019 Write That Down season. It's a it's a full 12-month season-long race. If you're new to the segment, we make predictions every week on this show. And uh, we hold each other accountable for those predictions. And we keep track of each other's batting averages. And I'll just start with the batting averages heading into this last accountability session of the 2019 calendar year. All Judd right? is the defending batting champion, right? Yes. Okay. Judd all right. won last year. I believe I won the year before, and I can't remember. We didn't keep track before that. Like we, someone won, you but I don't. The, I don't know the standings. You definitely won the year. Before. Judd, do you still have the trophy from last year? It's in my trunk. Uh, that that uh, old beat up bat. It's in my trunk. <laughs> Great for protection. You kept it in your trunk. You didn't put it on display somewhere. Have you seen that bat? That thing would be on display somewhere if I wanted. It's a molded bat from a farm in Wisconsin. I used that bat um, at last fe- February or, or last March, I, I believe, to knock some of the ice off from around my tire. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was a champ. Perfect. Unbelievable. It was a champ. Unbelievable. Actually, you only get that bat for a year. It's like the Stanley Cup. you got to return it. Oh, okay? I know, but I didn't Wonder break bat. it. 
But it was Richard's Wonder Bat. It's disrespectful. It was great. It's just flat out disrespectful. So going into the last the last week of 2019, the listeners were leading with a 302 batting average, okay? I was six points behind at 296. Judd was just a few more points behind at 289. Rami at 284. Manny at 258. Jonathan way behind at 244. And the guests at 216 on the season. So a lot of different things. Because we have all these end-of-the-year predictions coming off the board. And just a lot of like Viking season predictions. And, uh, and so, by the way, we do still have some predictions on the board that are part of the 2019 NFL season. Okay. And I'll get to all of that in a second here. But let's start with the accountability session because right. we had a record number of things come off the books. All right. Let's uh let's start with Judd. All right. Didn't go well. <laughs> Judd Vikings let me down. You said the Vikings would beat the Packers on Monday Night Football. You said Kirk Cousins would throw at least two touchdown passes on Monday Night Football. And that Mike Boone would have at least one rushing touchdown. I like this. Oof. You also said Kyle Rudolph would have eight or more touchdown receptions on the season. Oh, that goes back. That's great. That Anthony Barr would have five or more sacks this season. He had one and a half. Wow. Good God, this is a bloodbath. Just wait, boys. (laughs) I I got a feeling. That Irv Smith Jr. would be among the top three wide receivers or three receivers in catches this season for the Vikings. That Josh Rosen would throw more touchdown passes than Kyler Murray this season. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, that definitely would have happened if he had been allowed to play. (laughs) It's not your fault they made the wrong coaching decision, right? And that Odell Beckham Jr. would be suspended at some point this season by the Browns for at least a game. He was great. He didn't do anything. No. You know? Well, he caused he caused some havoc, but yeah, he did not get suspended. But you did come back a little bit here, and you said the Vikings would win 10 or more games this season. Yeah! Okay. A little double for that. You said Sean Mannion would start at least one game this season for the oh, Vikings. Wow. That's Under the, equi- the that's the equivalent of garbage time. Well done. And you said Kirk Cousins would not start all 16 games for the Vikings this season. Wow. When did you predict that, too? That's almost... Before the season. The, the Sean Mannion one might be a home run. Thank you, man. I think it is. I mean, he's the backup quarterback, so yeah, it's not it's not a home but run. Kirk, but Kirk Cousins never gets hurt. He never, he never misses games. Yeah, that's a good point, Manny. I think we gave you. <laughs> Manny's got a great point. I think we gave you a double for it. My Manny's got a, a good double. Point. Wow, Manny's double. got a good you point. Give me at least you a triple. It's a ba- no, it's a. These guys want to give me a home run. I think I do. I got to get a little. There's so many instances where backup quarterbacks come in. Yeah, you see games. it all the time. My vent line co-host has yeah, my but his back. His last name wasn't Allen, so <laughs> yeah. it wasn't expected. Exactly. I think I deserve a triple. That's okay. But <laughs> well, we'll get to your batting average shortly. Here, okay? I might we're gonna triple. We're gonna save the drama for the end. Judges want that OPS to be high. Oh, why not? I mean, the OPS is important, but batting, we're old school here. Batting average yeah. is the thing that matters, yeah. and you got to hit for it. My pitcher wins are unbelievable, you guys. <laughs> we'll, we'll calculate your wins above replacement later. Uh, guest predictors, James Murphy said Jarrett Culver would start at least 20 games for the Wolves. He started his 20th yeah. in their last game. It's pretty good. Manny Hill. Oh, boy. Your final accountability session for 2019. Ugly. Ross Brendel, on your behalf, predicted the Vikings will attempt a special teams trick play at some point on the road this season, including a fake field goal, a fake punt, or an unexpected onside kick. That did not happen. I don't think they did that. They don't do onside kicks. I don't think that happened. Uh, you, You also said the Vikings would get the five seed in the NFC. 
that the Wolves' losing streak would come to an end this weekend, two weekends ago. It did not. It should have in Portland. They had a chance to win that damn game. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Dude, yeah. This is a bloodbath. And that Baker Mayfield will receive MVP votes this season. Oh. Now, if that happens, we'll revisit this, but no chance. That's we won't happen. be revisiting Thanks, this. Thanks, Baker. Huh? However, you God. did say LSU will win the Peach Bowl by at least nine points. <laughs> did they ever? And that P.J. Flack would be the Big Ten Coach of the Year. Right. And he was. Not too shabby, all right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Manny finishes fairly still, strong. Still, just doing the math, Judd and Manny have taken a tumble in, in I would think, the actually, rankings. Actually, Manny went two for six, so Manny's average went up. Oh, yeah, up. that's true. Okay. 333, right. Manny's went up. Okay. Uh, Judd held pretty strong, right? Three for, let's see, once you had, you were three for 11, so your batting average kind of yeah. held. Three for 10, I'd held, be held steady ball game. Yeah, you weren't. It wasn't a disaster for Judd. I'm not block. Speaking of disasters, let's get to Rami. <laughs> Rami, you just needed a hot week. I did to jump up in well, the batting average race. And keep okay. in mind too, the Bears predictions killed him last week. <laughs> that was two weeks ago. We don't two have to revisit that. They uh, killed you. you for the record, you went zero for three on your. <laughs> Thank you. Bears predictions. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah. Mitch Trubisky. Well, you started strong. You said the Twins will sign either one of one of these. It was a parlay: Garrett Cole, Hyunjin Ryu. Zach Wheeler or Homer Bailey. I love how you put like Homer <laughs> Bailey in that. What? Like, you put I've, Homer Bailey in the mix no with idea. aces. I have no idea why I did that. <laughs> and they'd bring back Jake to Rizzi. So it was a parlay <laughs> that hit. There so we nice go. job nice. there. All right. That's kind of where the good news ends for Rami. In his rookie season as a write that down participant. Really? I thought I had another one that I. Uh oh. No, uh, go ahead. You said CJ Ham will have at least 30 receptions on the season. You said Gary Kubiak will be the head coach of the Vikings before the end of the 2019 season. So the Vikings would bring another kicker into camp, which they did, right? Uh, so this was part of a parlay. Uh, a missed fourth quarter field goal was is all part of a parlay. A missed fourth quarter field goal will cost the Vikings in the regular season, and they'd have at, lo- at least two different kickers on the roster during the regular season. So they they brought in that Vedvik guy, but okay, but they did not have a kicker on the roster in the regular season. In right. addition to right. Uh, you said the Twins would not add a starter in free agency, but would trade for a player to place in their rotation. Well, they just signed two of them over the weekend. You had C.J. Ham scoring a touchdown on Monday night. Cousins having a higher QBR than Rodgers on Monday night. The Wolves not winning again until Monday, December 23rd against the Warriors. They lost that game. And you said... No, wait, 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 wait. That's the one that I thought I had right. I thought I said that the losing streak would get to at least 10 games. I but thought you that said, was my prediction. You said it would end on that Monday night. Against the Warriors. You put a specific date that it would end. Hey, by the end. way, I am no longer the one writing these down verbatim. That would be Jonathan. I listened to it last night. You you verbatim oh, said went to the that it would go to 10 games mm. and it would end on Monday night the 23rd. Mm. And it did not. All right. Sorry. How about that? Uh, and we're, wall, huh? And this last one for Rami, we're going to need honesty from Jonathan Harrison. Because you predicted Jonathan would cry at least three times during yes. the new Star Wars <laughs> movie. That. I did not. Not once. Not once? Not once. Oh. My, my reasoning, I got close oh. three times, but each time they ruined it with comedy right afterwards. Just like, Call okay. yourself a Star Wars fan. I am oh. a Star Wars fan. No. I don't what know how it? you don't cry during that. It's lashing out. I'm sorry. Hmm. Sorry. Came close. So happy to see us all fail. We'll get to your batting average shortly here. Mm. (laughs) Let's let's go to the batting average leaders here, the listeners, because ultimately we need the listeners to come down, it sounds like, right? We need them to have a few come off the board. And they did. 
Barry predicted Cousins would finish top 10 in QBR this season. He did not. He finished 13th in QBR this season. All right. Frank M. had a five-item parlay, including uh, by December 31st, the Wolves would have a winning record as his first item. That came off the board. Quick. And Brian S. said the Vikings would miss the playoffs because they got screwed by the refs at Green Bay on the Dalvin Cook offensive pass interference reversal. They did not. So at least the listeners came down a peg, which in theory would have opened the door for me, right? You I'm second so? in batting average. Right. Get to climb the ladder. Listeners come down. What happened here? I'm going to have Judd read these, actually. I've got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just read the red ones there, Judd. Uh, um, oh, that's a lot of Phil's red. predictions. The Vikings will finish 11-5. and five. <laughs> Phil predicted the Vikings will win 11 or more games in 2019. <laughs> Phil predicted Kai Forbath would kick for the Vikings in 2019. Phil predicted the Twins will sign Dallas Keuchel this winter. The Gophers will play either Alabama or Auburn in a bowl game, but you parlayed it and will lose by at least 20 points. The Vikings will run the table for the rest of the season, meaning they go 4-0. Jerry Jones will fire Jason Garrett before Black Monday. Oh, Mike Boone will score at least one touchdown on Monday against the Packers. This is like Mitch Leidner's second half against Wisconsin yes, a couple is. years ago. <laughs> Cousins will throw for a higher completion percentage than Rodgers on Monday. Wow. Oh, the Vikings will beat the Packers by four God. points or more on Monday. I'm almost done. Good this Lord, is, man. I'm sorry. Del- I, I am a professional sports radio talk host. <laughs> Dalvin Cook's final statistics will include 1,200 yards rushing, 50 catches, 10 total touchdowns. He had the second two things and 1,153 yards rushing. Wow. <laughs> Ouch. This is near and dear to my heart. Judd will hedge at least five times in 2019 on Write That Downs. I went through. You didn't. I did it once according to what you wow. have. Wow. Rami will go to a musical this year and will admit he kind of liked it. Rami, no. <laughs> no and no. Judd will drink at least one White Claw between now and New Year's Eve. I'm going to guess. It never happened. Man. I got to lay down. <laughs> wow. That was like, good Lord. That's, uh, that's, an, that, o for, that's an O for right there. That was... <laughs> So I won't be. I won't that be winning the Ivan Drago. Drago. No, that, that was, was Ivan Drago on Apollo Creed. Man, that was. Wow, oh, that's an. Oh, that's an old really laying down on the ground right now. Oh. <laughs> he needed to rest after that. Goodness, it was too much reading. That was amazing. Sorry. Wow, man. Are and that okay, leaves. Phil? Are you all right? I, I'm at peace with it. Are you? I'm at peace. With <laughs> okay, it. it's okay. I've got. I've got a title two years ago because you did scream out. I'm a professional sports talk radio host in the middle of that. Just so everyone knows, okay, uh, just you're not confirm. paid to be right in this business. <laughs> <laughs> and that brings us to Jonathan Harrison, who predicted Aaron Rodgers would throw at least two interceptions on Monday night against the Vikings. He did throw one. That Star Wars would make a billion dollars globally by uh, like a couple Fridays ago. <sighs> Did not. That Dalvin Cook would lead the league in rushing, and the Vikings would also lose three games or fewer over the remaining portion of their schedule headed into the Kansas City game. And that out of all the teams in town, two coaches would be fired in 2019. Did However, he did say the Rams would lose to the Niners in that game a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And this is where we get to the controversial part of Write That Down. Okay, it's about damn time. The ball games? But remember, you all agreed to it. 
As of right now, with this snapshot right here, I know what the batting averages are. This is going. The the listeners, if we stopped it right now, the listeners would have a two ninety six average, and the listeners would be the write that down champion. Followed by Judd with two eighty eight, Rami at two seventy seven. My batting average fell to two sixty. Actually, Man- Man- Manny at two sixty one. Pass me. You're in DFA. Jonathan wow. two forty, and the listeners at two twenty. Okay, oh. with eleven predictions still on the board, and Judd with a mathematical chance to catch the listeners. Okay, so the listeners have at this point the listeners have three predictions on the board, all of them involving like Vikings and playoffs, and one of them I think a Super Bowl. And Judd, you have a Dalvin Cook. MVP of the Super Bowl prediction on the board. Oh, for a, for a home run. <laughs> yeah, but Just, I didn't you lose would, my mind. You would need the listeners to lose all three of theirs, okay. and you would need to get yours correct in order to make this. We'd actually have to go down to like percentage points, okay? I don't see the controversy so far. So, Jonathan batting 240 I know where this offered is. up the chance to predict the outcome of 30 college bowl games before December 31st. Oh, I forgot about that. And we all Long agreed. That's fine. You're like, dude, you're like 50 points behind, 60 points behind he, on the batting average race. ridiculously close, isn't he? Jonathan went 23 of 30 <laughs> in his bowl prediction. <laughs> oh. And his batting average is 340. Yes! <laughs> and Jonathan Harrison... Is your 2019 <laughs> write that down champion in a landslide? Wow, unbelievable! So that got him up to 340. Yes. 100 oh points. my! Oh <laughs> wow! Oh, we all agreed to it. I don't even know what to say. He we all we, we, he offered it up. He said, "Can I make these predictions outside of the yeah, scope?" Yeah, we all of, said, "Yeah, go ahead." We said, "Yeah, whatever." Like we're That's all kind of like, "Dude, man. you're betting two forty, and you're I mean, whatever. It's not gonna it's not gonna work." <laughs> he, he went up. from he went from Alex Ochoa to Tony Gwynn in one set of predictions. <laughs> you know what this is? <laughs> this is is the first case of write that down PEDs. <laughs> <laughs> So Joe, should we suspend him for the next? I did not expect for the next to thirty jump weeks. Asterisk, we got to put an asterisk by this. He wins points by getting twenty three of thirty Ooh. right in the bowl game. He did, yeah. And, and so if you, yeah, I mean, he got twenty three hits in thirty at bats. And so, wow, jeez, <laughs> yeah. man, I didn't think about like how much because he's getting thirty additional predictions compared to like thirty additional yeah, at bats. Next year we're gonna have to not bonkers. So, I think next year we don't allow that, but so we're gonna put some parameters on it for next year. Yeah. And and what sure. so either that or we're all gonna have to make bowl predictions <laughs> next year. <laughs> Which might be fun. I think we should as a game. So here are here are four new I'm proposing this and some of this has already wow. been decided behind the scenes, but so four four new proposals, okay, for next year. Number one, we're gonna do a mandatory home runs once a month. Mandatory home run predictions once hey, a I'm month. For sure. Okay. Rami doesn't like them, but I like them. I'm good with that. You're out on the mandatory home I runs, mean, I, Does it matter if I'm in or out? If everybody votes to do them, we're doing them. Oh, yeah, you're, I mean, that's one of your opinion on it. <laughs> no, nah, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Robbie speaks up. Uh, parameter number two, instead of having listeners tweet in their predictions, we are opening up for one listener every single week to just join the show, either on the phone or in studio, and be that week's guest predictor. All right? And... Th- and Woodbury Larry, he's been on hold for like 20 minutes. We are going to carry over the predictions to the next segment. We so have a lot to get through. We did. Larry, hope, sorry. <laughs> so, so, for, so for that segment, 
starting with 2020, we will yep. just have a the guest only, predictor. Yep, the only listener predictions will be by that. And, you, and by the way, if you want to get on this list, I believe right now on the Score North app, you can uh, you can register to be a guest predictor on the Score North app. You can. So it go it, download it. invited it. me to do that when I opened my Score North mobile app today. Totally and, free. And you're Score eligible. North mobile app. Am I? You can make... <laughs> Six double predictions. Up. Yeah. Can, I, can I double down on my predictions? Which is parameter number three. Parameter number three is we can we are only allowed to make the three predictions each week. We can't make In like segment. You can't. Yeah. You, okay. You can't make like thirty bowl predictions next week. I think we've learned our lesson. <laughs> the great there. bowl controversy, two thousand nineteen, is <laughs> yeah. spurred action. Ain't gonna happen. Um, and then par- parameter number four. We are moving this segment. This segment has been on Fridays for like five years. <laughs> This segment will now be a midweek segment. It'll be a 5 o'clock on Wednesday segment starting next Wednesday. Write that down. Moves to 5 o'clock on Wednesday starting next week. (sighs) Congratulations, dude. I mean, what a... That's fun. What a move by Jonathan there. So just uh, quickly, out of curiosity, who did the math on his uh, bowl predictions? I did. Did you? Okay. I just want to. I just want to make sure that he didn't do them. And no, no, no. I, I, not that I don't trust him. I did the math. Well, I don't trust him. Jonathan, please. I treat, sent you guys the list of bowl games. That no, I you did. You did. I didn't treat the trophy better than than Judd did. It's, I'm going to post it, it right here. It's okay, great for good. ice, though. It's going to be you got right ice here on your, all year long. In your wheel well, you take that sucker, that bat, you hit the <laughs> ice. It's great. That's what I have a boot for. <laughs> so when we come back, Jonathan, how many upsets did you pick out of the thirty? I don't Did know. you pick the Gophers? I only picked until December. Oh yeah, December thirty yeah, first. That's 31st, right. So yeah. you wouldn't have picked the okay. No. I would have picked Auburn. So thankfully, I didn't pick that. So <laughs> congratulations! Auburn would have dropped her batting average to three thirty eight. <laughs> Can't believe we allowed that. That's our fault. Well, we had to move on our part. But what are you going to do? Great. Uh, it's a game theory by Jonathan Harrison. So we'll make our official our first predictions of the two thousand twenty season. When we come back, and by the way, those 11 predictions still on the board, like those will still count, but mathematically nobody can catch Jonathan at this point. So he is your batting champion. Uh, Hang tight, Woodbury, Larry. You'll be part of our prediction segment when we come back here. Jonathan here with the Score North download. If you missed it a couple hours ago, the Wilfs released a statement saying we value Mike and Rick's leadership and we have every intent of Mike continuing as the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings and Rick leading our football operations next year and beyond. Ah, boys, the good old dreaded vote of confidence as we head. We're less than, what, 48 hours from Vikings Saints down in New Orleans in the wild card. If I'm Mike Zimmer, I was perfectly at peace with all of this until that press release came out, and now I have a box that I brought to my office. All that much worse. Yeah. (laughs) That's been your score. Download. Thank back you. to Mac and Judd with Rami. Thank you. Write that down. Batting champion, Jonathan Harrison. That's right. And if you're if you're tuned in here and you've been following all season, you're like, wait a second. Jonathan was hitting like 240 all year. He was like 50 points behind everybody. Yeah, we allowed him to predict all 30 bowl games before January 1st, and he hit on 23 out of 30 and vaulted his batting average yeah. to 340 to take the championship. Literally 100 points. Congratulations. I don't know how we let him do that. It was wildly stupid on our part. And a bunch of people are tweeting at us right now, too. There's a, let me see here, Minnesota Twins guy. They let you do what? If you just pick favorites, which he did, he didn't pick against the spread. It was just straight up. If you just pick favorites, you'll get at least two out of three correct. That's a 667 average for 30 picks. Even picking against the spread, you'd get 40% at least. And then, and that's if you're terrible at picking. None of that crossed my mind at all. I was like, he's too far behind. It doesn't matter. 
So nice hot streak there, Jonathan. It was fun. All right, let's get to our first round of predictions for 2020. And we're going to welcome in our first, and we're going to do this every week for the rest of the year. We're going to welcome in a listener guest predictor, Larry and Woodbury. What's going on, man? Hey, not much, Phil. How are you? We're doing well, and we're looking forward to you being the first of many listeners to make predictions live on the show here. And, if, the, and if you want, and, the, and you're going to hit leadoff for us, so get ready. If you want to be one of the guest predictors, starting next week on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock on Write That Down with Mackie and Jeb with Rami, you can go download the Score North app. How much does it cost, Rami? I believe it's still free. It is free Yes, for Apple and Android devices. There was chatter that we might start charging for it on first of the year. No. Out of the kindness and generosity of our hearts. It's the third of the year, and it's still, still free. It's still free. Still free. So you go download the app, and you can go to the listener. Just register. Go to the listener rewards section of the app, and you'll be able to register going forward. But uh, Woodbury, Larry, you're first out of the gate here. Write this down. We'll start with you, then we'll go Judd, Jonathan, Manny, Rami, myself, Phil Mackey. We'll all go around three different times. The predictions must be quantifiable in some way. You can't just say... Uh, well, Carl Anthony Towns is going to be the man at the end of the year. One one of us tried to sneak that by. (laughs) So, Larry, fire away. Uh, Before I begin, Phil, I would like to congratulate you on your recent nuptials. That's great stuff. Thank you, my man. Um, I'm tempted to make some sort of sophomoric remark about hoping it lasts as long as this segment, but I'd like to think I'm above that. That's enough of Larry, everybody. All right, say bye to Larry. Right, go ahead, man. All right, first off, uh, I get the Vikes giving up no less than 40 points to the New Orleans Saints on Sunday. Wow. wow, there it is. Write it down. You like writing things down. 40 plus points defensively. That's Larry's prediction. All right, Judd. All right, I'll uh, bite on all the controversy that's been swirling around TCO Performance Center and go with this one. Kevin Stefanski will be the Vikings coach next season. Wow. Wow. I don't even think it should start the year. I don't even think it should happen, but I'm going with it. Wow. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Over to Jonathan Harrison. Champion. Batting champion, Jonathan Harrison. I figured someone would already do that, so I already one upped it just in advance. Kevin Stefanski will be the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings by February. Okay. There it is. Write this down. Manny Hill. I'm one one up in both of y'all here. Wow. Write this down. I'm going deep. This is likely going to be a home run if I get it. Mike Zimmer will coach, will be the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Kevin Stefanski will be the Vikings coach. And the Vikings will use the pick they get for Zimmer to help trade up to try to draft Tua Tungavailoa. Wait, we need, we need clarity, clarity on, on try. Try, try is bad. What do we mean by try? Okay, screw it. The Vikings will use the pick they get Grand for, Mike, for, for, for Mike Zimmer yes. to trade up to take to a Tonga Write it down. You like writing things down. Yes. Now that. There it is. That's a prediction right there. That's a home run prediction. Oh, my God. That's old. That's a grand that is, That's a grand That's a out of the ballpark. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a big swing right there. All right, write, write this down. Vikings will score at least 30 points on Sunday and lose. Ooh. Yes. 30 points and lose. See that? Okay. You know what? If that happens, I think that might, if, if they're toe to toe in a fight and it's like 38 35 and Drew Brees strikes last. Write this down. I don't know how you, I don't think you hold that against Kirk Cousins too much, but unless it's like garbage time, they, like. they yep. backdoor the 30 Agreed. points. Agreed. All right, write this down. Speaking of Kirk Cousins, 
Kirk Cousins will start the 2020 season without a contract extension. So he will go into a lame duck quarterbacking season in 2020. Hmm. Write this down. Woodbury Larry, back to you on behalf of the listeners. Yeah, Manny kind of kind of snubbed me here a little bit. I got the Vikes drafting a QB in the first round of the 2020 draft. That's all right. No, that's that's fine. perfectly fine. That's not no. a snub. That's fine. Write this down. Write that down. And by the way, just because like if if this starts to escalate and people start to swing for like homers, you can always come back and square around and bunt one too. It's a batting average race. Just want to throw that out there. We should keep track of. Oh, here's another proposal. We keep track of batting average and just home runs, just home runs for next year. So no doubles and triples. It's either it's a hit and or it's a home run okay. on top of it. I like just it. to simplify. I got right? it. I like batting it. average and so home we'll have runs. a home run champion. Yes, at the end of the season. Okay. Yep. Cool. All right. Yeah. Over to Judd Zolgad. Yeah. Pat Shermer will be the Vikings offensive coordinator next season. He will return, join Stefanski's coaching staff, and be his OC in 2020. I think I write predict- this down. I think I predicted that too a few weeks ago. I believe so. I think uh, we'll no. go in the archives. Write it down. Well, you like writing cool. things down? You can double up. Yeah. All right, Jonathan Harrison. Woodbury Larry took mine, so I'm going to have to one up it a little bit here. I'm going to agree with Manny here. Vikings will draft a QB in the first round of the 2020 draft, and it will be to a Tonga Vailoa. I think I predicted that too as a home run swing. That's uh, a few weeks ago. We'll go back and see if people are copying Manny here. But <laughs> by the way, Jonathan, because you're keeping track of all these, can you just put next to each one? We all have to agree at the time of the prediction that it's a home run prediction. Okay. So just make note of that so that okay. we don't. Because otherwise, like sometimes stuff gets predicted, and then the moment it makes sense, like a home run, like the Warriors are going to win the championship. Well, that would be a home run now, obviously. Right. Like when I predicted right. the Gophers would win the Big Ten West back in like August. Yeah, that's more meaningful than if you yeah. do it in October. Yeah. Write this down. All right, Manny. Pretty simple one here. The Packers will lose in the divisional round. All right. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Rami Makhlouf. Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman will still be employed by the Minnesota Vikings when training camp opens. Okay. Hmm. All right. Write, Write it, down. it down. You like writing things down. You got the band back together. I got the together. band back together. Yes, sir. Okay. Write this down. Jonathan Harrison will make at least two movie-related predictions in 2020, and I'm okay with him hearing that. Because <laughs> he's he not going to be able to help himself. He has heard my prediction and will still make at least two movie-related predictions in 2020. Yeah, he's not going to be able to help himself. Write it down. Write this down. All right, back to Woodbury Larry, your final prediction on behalf of listeners here. I'm going to switch it up a little bit, and I'm going to go with a Minnesota Twins, kind of an exact box I guess. I got Miguel Sano playing no less than 130 games this season, uh, which his previous high is 116 that he played yeah. in 2016. Be huge. And and he will set the MLB single-season strikeout record previously held by Mark Reynolds at 223. So he'll do it. He'll do it missing a month, basically. That would be impressive. Yes. <laughs> And it probably won't take him 100 games. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> He'll break it with time to spare. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Back to Judd Zolgad. All right. Here's my last one for this week. Jose Barrios, Jake Odorizzi, and Homer Bailey will open the season as the Twins' top three starters. Boy, Say Homer, that again? Ba- Homer Bailey should be nowhere near Barrios, the top three in that Odorizzi, and Bailey will be the Twins' I mean, that's top what it is. three starters. That's what it is right now, isn't it? Yes, it is right yeah. now. But I'm saying, unfortunately, I think it'll stay that way right now. Write it down. You like writing things down. Jonathan. Is there a category for gross? 
<laughs> what I just did was definitely gross, Woodbury. We're officially adding a third category. Just gross. Home runs, batting average, and gross. Uh, Kirk Cousins will throw for more yards than Drew Brees on Sunday. That's it. Simple one. Okay. Manny Hill. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's actually a really reasonable prediction because the Vikings will be down by 35 points and mm-hmm. Cousins will, yeah. Um, so our guy, Derek Wetmore, every Wednesday on Score North Live, the last segment of the show, he we uh, do Derek Goes to the Movies where yes. Derek reviews a movie and gives us his opinion on it and everything. And by the way, that segment is led by Rami Makhlouf, who we have every intention of remaining the host <laughs> of Score North Live next year and into the future. Keep reminding people of this and I don't get it. So our guy, uh, the last movie that we assigned to Derek Wetmore was The Big Lebowski. Great film. Now, the last few movies that we've had Derek review, he has given negative reviews. So write this down. Derek Wetmore, on Derek Goes to the Movies, will give a positive review of The Big Lebowski. Dude, after you don't like National Lampoon Christmas Vacation, I just don't, I can't, I can't wrap my head around A. I know. What kind of person are you? <laughs> and B, what movies do you actually like? You're just a bad human. Yeah, point, right? exactly. And, and, and Rami, if he gives a negative review of Big Lebowski, I don't know what to do anymore. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm out. I wouldn't count on him coming through on that one, to be honest with you. But right I don't now. know what to expect. No, How do you not like Christmas Vacation? How is that even possible? Because I think if you go into films assuming that you'll hate them, then you do. And I think that's the problem. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Rami, go ahead. The Twins will have a pitcher in their starting rotation by opening day who is not on the 40-man roster right now. Okay. So trade or some other... Something. Okay. Yes. Write it down. You like writing things down. Final prediction of the first set of predictions for 2020. Write this down. I don't know if they will land him or not. I'm predicting in a different prediction that they will, but a story will come out after he signs with whoever that the Twins did offer the most money to Josh Donaldson. The most total money. Okay. So I'm I'm, I'm just going to go with he's he's going to choose another place despite the fact that the Twins, if he does choose How Atlanta. How credible does this report have to be? Are we talking? Not at all. Can literally be some dude on Twitter. <laughs> okay. I do not care. Watch for Mackie Bob. Do you like writing things down? Does it count if it's Stinky Bob or whatever that guy <laughs> Absolutely. 100% counts. Yeah, because he yeah. might be putting that together right yeah. now. Yeah. All, right. all right. Woodbury Larry, thanks for being our first listener predictor in 2020. We appreciate it. And uh, call again soon, all right? Bye, Larry. Thanks, John. Happy New Year. All right, bye, Larry. <laughs> all right, let's let's uh, let's wrap with Roycey here. Patrick, do you have any uh, any predictions you want to make as a guest predictor in our first Write yeah, That Down of the Season? My prediction is there's never been a phonier Write It Down than letting a guy have an extra 30 picks by 50 <laughs> stupid bowl games. Yeah. A, and B, this last one, you can write that and make yourself a winner. You can put it on the website, right? And say, uh, the Score North website. The Twins offer Donaldson well, the most money, and then you can be the winner. Well, I would say, I'll throw this out. If I'm the one that writes the story, it's not going to count. <laughs> but if I pay Derek Wetmore to write it, I get to write that <laughs> yeah, down point. That's right. Well, that's true. He'll take orders. He's good at taking orders. Yes, he is. Write it down. You like writing things down? <laughs> you know, I used to write a column every year at uh, right at this time that was a look back at the year that we were getting into, but, you know, in other words, the, we'd write about the heartbreak of the Vikings losing in 2020, right? I, I mean, in losing, like, having a 4-12 season in 2020 and look back at that, but it turned into too hard of work to make it funny, so uh, so I don't do that anymore. Do I have any big predictions? Yeah. 
let's see. Do I have any big predictions? Uh, the uh, Chicago White Sox will win the uh, AL Central. I got that one. That's Write this one. down. And uh, the Timberwolves will uh, uh, fall from where they should fall, and the, where they should they should be getting the fourth pick, but they'll get the sixth. Uh, Write that down. They, they, won't, they won't move up because uh, they never do. So that's that's another prediction, and uh, I, I don't know what else I have. I guess that's about it. Pretty good. All right. Well, you're welcome to jump okay. into the segment any any time you want, Pat. All right. Well, I would. I, I think maybe I'm going to have to be the czar, so we don't let Jonathan steal it in that manner. We, we could have used you yeah. a few weeks ago. Yeah, where Pat, were you when we made we this? That is a great show sometimes. Yeah, picking out picking out the Nevada football game shouldn't be the determination of this or something. So, anyway. <laughs> I wish I thought of that. Boy, you know, for a double overtime game last night, that Gopher game was ugly, wasn't it? Man, alive it was. Physical and nasty, and neither of them. And poor Marcus Carr couldn't breathe anymore. No, you know, and uh, I don't know how many Big Ten basketball games I've watched in my life where I thought that was free flowing and smooth. That was great, but Marcus Carr looked—he was doubled over. Yeah, what? What was? Did, was there a backup who got hurt or something? Did they somebody that couldn't play or what? Sorry, boys, they're calling them. I still got the landline. So. Oh wow! Oh, well, I'm sure it's they're calling something them. important. Calling. Trying to sell you something. Is it a football uh, phone? I, yeah, yeah, I know who it is. I know who it is. You can, we'll, we'll wait. You can answer it. No, no. Somebody who, uh, somebody who's trying to regain my business after I dropped them like a bad habit. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that Gopher game. Is it, is it Chris Reavers? I don't know if they still advertise with us or not, so I'm not going to bring it up. So I'm not going to mention it. I'm, that's a pro. That's a pro. Were you a spokesman right for them once? Um, yeah, that Gopher game. Well, Carr went went from being fantastic to being absolute gassed, and then he was trying to basically be the hero at the end, and he couldn't move. No, but uh, this is not a really good Purdue team. Although somehow they beat Virginia by twenty nine in one of those ugly, ugly Virginia games, but then they lost in Nebraska by fourteen in Nebraska. They first. Fred, I happened to be talking to Tim Miles the other day about something else, and I said, "How oh, they get so rotten? I mean, you got you were bad enough to get fired, but now they're terrible." He said he ran off everybody, Hoiberg. He just kept only like two players, so uh, that's you know they're going to finish probably 14th in the league, and uh, but they they beat Purdue by 14. I, I don't know, it wasn't much of a game. The Gophers are better than I thought they were going to be, though. I got to say that they didn't know they were. Disappointed last night, but Carr's good. Kalsher's good. Otur is one of the best players in the league, and this Thomas has gone from unusable to eh, okay. Eighteen minutes—that's enough. Let's not see too much of him. But uh, you know, he's not an offensive threat, but he's—you can use him now. So uh, they're a little better than I thought they're going to be. Yeah. Uh, So do you do you think just going to the Vikings here for a second, Pat? We've had even more reports today that the Cowboys are potentially interested in Mike Zimmer. How much validity do you think there is to Jerry Jones picking up the phone and calling a Wilf? And uh, let's see what happens on Sunday with your guy well, Mike. I still and keep saying, what if Mike Zimmer doesn't want to leave? What if we, I mean, how do you trade a coach? He's got it's got to be like Parcells who you know wanted to. Wanted to leave, right? Belichick wanted to leave. Right? I think he likes Jerry, Patrick. I think he'd leave. 
I think he. I think he'd take yeah, that job. Well, maybe, but uh, I think uh, sure I'd trade him. What are you going to give me a second rounder? I'd trade him in a heartbeat if he wins the Super Bowl. I'd trade him for a second rounder. But uh, I, I don't think that I, I don't put much credence in it. But you know, the people who are sending throwing it out there aren't complete morons. So uh, I, I, I don't know what the hell's going on. But I think uh, I, I think it'll be a good game. I think uh, that uh, the Vikings will, uh, you know, I, I would be, I would be less surprised to see the Vikings win than I was to see the Gophers win. So, you know, I, I think there's a shot. I think they, get, I think they got a thirty, forty percent chance. And the big, the are, big thing is they got to get off. They got to, they can't let it get, you know, get down ten, fourteen, and early so New Orleans can go after Cousins and make it nervous. Pat, did you, know, you see to... did you see the news today that Alexander and Mike Hughes are out for this game? Because I was that feeling I, I was that feeling a good. lot like you until I saw that. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot of Xavier Rhodes out there and there's not any problem about it, right? Yeah. yeah. Well they're gonna have to uh, I would say they'll have to double up on uh on uh Xavier on uh Mike Thomas, I don't. I don't think one fella can take him uh, in this situation. That's for sure. Because Trey Waynes has had a lousy year too. Yeah. All the time we're picking on Rhodes, we haven't given enough abuse to Brett Waynes. I don't think you'll get a contract from him, do you? No, Waynes, no, no doubt. I, I think they both might. Yes. No, he's done. He, he's done. done. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna. I think both those guys be. might be gone, Pat. Hughes and Holton Hill might be your corner. Yep. Yep. What happened to what happened to Alexander? I didn't even know he was hurt. Uh, he he hurt his knee a week ago in practice, like on a Thursday. They they stuck him on the injury report on Friday, and then they played him in sixty seven percent of the snaps against the Bears in a meaningless game, and shockingly, it got worse. <laughs> While they sat everybody and else, that's why we should trade Zim. Damn it! Right? <laughs> Somebody screwed up. I I'll say that for him. Somebody made a bad yeah. decision. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, that that does make it tougher, that's for sure. But uh, I I still don't think I I don't know I, I still got stuck in my head watching Atlanta kick the hell out of, of uh, New Orleans in the middle of the season, watching them damn near lose to Carolina at home. I and they, you know Peyton has had some early round failures. I think if you can get them nervous, you got a shot. But. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, not having Alexander hurts him uh, quite a bit, I would guess. Yeah. So, what's your official prediction? Oh, 31 27 home team. Okay. That's a good game. Pretty close. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's, uh, I think it'll be a fairly. I think the Vikings will move on. Uh, you know, move the, move, you know, move the ball on them. I don't think they have a world's great defense, but. If they get off to a bad start and Kirk becomes bad Kirk, then, then it could get ugly. That's for sure. Yeah. But it'll be, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's certainly the featured game of the weekend, in my opinion. Well, Pat from Golden Valley, we will look forward to your phone call on Vikings Vent Line Sunday. How about those Buffalo Bills, lose. Pat? Come on. That's a heck of a game. Jonathan, do not accept that trophy. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, those are false pretenses. Yeah. Uh, Write this down. That's like Trent Dilfer accepting a Super Bowl. Trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the trophy's going to be sitting All right, right on this yeah, board. Have a good weekend. All right, see you, Pat. All right, All right. we'll talk to you. On you got to get it for me first, buddy. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to get the How are you going to get the trophy from Judd if he's if he's not willing to hand it over? Okay. Has this ever happened with the Stanley Cup where someone's just like, nope. <laughs>
I got, happened, I got guacamole in I've it. seen it happen with the WWE Championship. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah where a guy refuses to hand over the belt. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Or where a guy will just come down, not even in a match, and just take the belt from somebody. Right. Come get it. It, yeah. could, it could happen. Well, I'm not going to give it up. <laughs> you, you Who wins that fight, Jonathan in? or Judd? Who throws hands? I've got the trophy. He's got to come and get it from me. You still need something to It'd knock like, off the if I was from the president. Tires. You got to come get come get it from I think, me. I don't John, care if you I think win. Jonathan might win that fight. No, just on just on youth. How's he going to get it though? That's true. Like yeah, I've I'm got the trophy right fight. out there, Judd. I'll just follow you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I if I show up bludgeoned or something, if I'm dead, bring security. You will be Vikings vent line with Judd and myself, Phil Mackey, Woo! right after the Vikings game is over. Watch it anywhere. Come listen to us and talk with us. After that game is over, congrats to Jonathan. Write that down, banding champion, 2019. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.